0: And the church said, Amen. Amen. It's good to see you today. It's always good to be here. I'm going to get my little stand here. That's good. I can just stand right here. Somebody said, Man, you got a $1,000 podium back here. Why don't you stand behind it? Well, they made it too tall and I'm too short. I'm just kidding. I like to be out here where I can see you folks and be around. God is good. Amen? Amen. All right. It's good to see you today. One day, a large male lion. He's decided to make sure that everybody else in the jungle knows who he is and who is in charge. So this huge lion goes up to the gazelle and he roars real loud and simply says, Who is the king of the jungle? Trembling, the gazelle answered, Why, you are, Almighty oh, Lion. He then goes up to the zebra and he roared real loud and said, Who is the king of the jungle? Fearful, the, or the, the zebra said, Why, you are, Almighty oh, Lion. Then he went up to the monkey and roared real loud and said, who is, the, who is the one, the king of the jungle? Well, you are, oh mighty king. Finally, full of himself, he went up to the elephant. He looked at the elephant and he roared real loud. And he simply said, Who is the king, the king of the jungle? The elephant reached out and grabbed him with his trunk, whirled him around like a top body, slammed him three or four times, and flew him into a boulder. Beaten and battered and torn, the lion struggled to his feet and he simply looked up at the elephant and said, look, just because you don't know the answer to the question doesn't mean you have to take it so personal. (laughs) To the lion, the purpose of his power was to make sure everyone else knew that he was king. It's different in the kingdom of God. There is a power in the kingdom of God, the power of the person, the Holy Spirit. There's a difference in what the lion says. There's an eternal difference in what the king of kings says. He distributes his power not to intimidate, although it can, and not to impress, although it should. His power is given to you and me, the individuals, Christians, those of us that are God's children. It's given, His power is given to us. And it's given to us so that we might have an impact on the world in which we live. An impact for God Himself. For Scripture is clear, is it not? He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. We all know that verse. We all know that that's what our mission is to do in life. It is to impact the world around us. For the cause of Christ. And so as I begin this message today, I want to simply ask a, a question to those of us that are and call ourselves Christian. And I think it's an important question because as we look at this question, and if you will just somehow absorb this into your spirit, you're going to give the answer. But remember when you give the answer, God knows what the real answer is. And so the question becomes, as a Christian, do you believe do you believe that you have an impact on the world around you more than the impact the world has on you? We're called to, by the way. We're called to by Jesus himself. It didn't take yesterday's tragedy and the shooting at El Paso Mall or the Walmart there or the tragedy that took place late last night in Ohio, another nine dead in 26 injured. It didn't take that for us to flip on our televisions to know that the world in which we live is an evil place. It's ugly. The debates will continue. The accusations and the cause of has already started. Need more gun control? Need more guns? I've got the answer. I've got the answer. And you'll hear it for the next week or 10 days and it'll fade away and Till the next one occurs, as we know. What the world needs is an impact. It needs to be impacted by the love and the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ. For what we live in is a world that has fallen from the very beginning of time when man fell from God. All this has taken place from generation to generation and from those to us. It's been a measure of sin that has allowed us to go unchecked by God. And when it is unchecked by God, we fall even further. But the sad part is, it's something that can be checked by God, and it's something that can be restored and forgiven by a God that offers that. It's the amazing thing. All throughout history, All throughout history, the Christian has played a major role in the survival of any nation, and it will be for ours as well. For we are called by God to make an impact for Christ in the world in which we live and the time in which He has given us here on this earth. So what about your spiritual impact on the world in which we live? That's a really honest question. Are you really making an impact, spiritually speaking, in the world in which you are called to? The workplace that you're at, the school that you're at, the neighborhood that you're at, the community that you live, the church where you attend. How is it? And what is your spiritual impact? Callie Dennis, a beautiful young lady that was baptized just a few moments ago, received the greatest gift that she'll ever receive in her life. It's amazing. All of the successes that lie ahead for her, and I'm sure that there are many that are there, combine them all together when she's old and gray like me, and it will not equal the greater gift that she has been given today. And it all started with the parents and grandparents, and I'm sure other individuals, I'm sure that have made an impact in her life. It made an impact in her life that so affected her now that it rings, her name rings through all of eternity. Tell me there's not an awesome God. And tell me what you do as an impact on someone else's life doesn't have an effect on someone else's eternity. For it does. That's the greatest impact that they've had on this child, on any of us if you've not been impacted by Jesus Christ in such a powerful way that you want to give your life to Him, I pray today is a day that you realize that Jesus is the Lord and that He wants to save you and He wants to impact your life in such a powerful and profound way that you too will be guaranteed eternity with God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your awesomeness. We we don't have words to explain how awesome you are. Oh, we look through telescopes and we look through science and we try our best to look through books that somebody that's smarter than we are and somehow figure all this stuff out. But if we'll just turn to your word, in the very beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and we believe. And we believe through all this book, the Bible, that it is true from cover to cover, and that we discover your love through those pages and your love for your people so much so that you gave your Son to impact our lives for eternity. You didn't have to, but you chose to. May we choose to not only accept, but be that impact that you've called us to be in the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I believe it is doubtful, personally speaking, that any impact, spiritually speaking, could ever be too great in one's life. In fact, I think the greater the spiritual impact, the better in your life. Can I hear an amen? Has anyone impacted your life, spiritually speaking, too much? Whoa, that's just too much. Not me. One of the questions, Jim and I didn't know this, but in his class again this morning, we talked about those things, people kind of impacting each other's lives. It was kind of a a start-up question in the class, and I found that interesting. I just sat back there and smiled real big because I had no idea he was going to talk about that in Hebrews, and and yet he did, and he and I both will agree that uh, we're not surprised how the Spirit moves. The impact of people. So who is it now that the Lord has placed on your heart? Who is it that God has put here on planet earth that you might impact? Is there someone? If God has called you to go into all the world, you, your world, right here, who is that person that God has called you to go in and impact their life, spiritually speaking? Who is it? Do you know who that is? Someone in this world is counting on you then. If God has called us into the world to impact the world, then someone in the world is counting on you and me to do our responsibility according to God. That's precisely what Mike is doing at the Veterans Center. Uh, You mentioned one of our elders, and this is for those that might get a, uh, you know, listen to this online or something, but one of our elders has stepped aside, not going anywhere, faithful, and they'll be hearing his wife, of course. But that's precisely what Mike is doing at the Veterans Center. He has discovered that God has placed him in this capacity of this chaplaincy there because he has and he will and he will always continue to impact those individuals, those individuals that have served our country so well. He doesn't want them to miss out. I know this personally. I know this firsthand. I've known him for 16 years. And I know that that probably he and Chad are the most... Besides my wife, that I've prayed with in life, intimate prayers, strong prayers, prayerful prayers. And I know it was in his heart to continue to make sure that he doesn't want to miss out, any of those to miss out on the victory of the greatest battle of their life, only found in Jesus Christ. What a blessing. And if any of you have been out there, I think Jim may have alluded to that a little bit, but if any of you have been out to the, the, the Veterans Center on one of our feeds or one of the, the times in which they hold the uh, um, chapel that week or whatever the case is, service, if any of you have ever been out there, you know, you know firsthand of the impact that he and his wife, Jonna, have had on those individuals out there, and you know for sure that it's a real true calling. It's not make-believe. It's true. It's all because a heart that wants to impact for the good of God. Give them a round of applause. Listen, and and this is for all of us. I don't, if you're not determined to be all that God wants you to be, and this is important for your life, it doesn't matter if you're young or old. If you're not determined to be all that God wants you to be, how in the world can you impact others for Christ? So I have got to somehow, in this process of my walk, my journey with God, I have to to accumulate this, this faith and this growth in my life that I'm receiving what God would have me to receive so that when I step out into the world and I go to the world, as He has called me into the world, to make an impact that is everlasting that he's eternal for someone. I would hate to think that I've missed, but I'm sure that I have. Those individuals that were either turned off by me or that I failed to impact for Christ because of my selfishness in life. God, forgive us all. So is God challenging you? Shake off the tendency of the norm, if you will, the settle for less in your life. For the... Potential that God wants you to have, spiritually speaking. That's what I want for our children. I've always wanted that. Over 26 years that I've been here, I've always wanted that and desire that for our children. And as we grew in our our ministry here and, and as that developed and then the children's ministry took on a whole new aspect. And often people wonder about our Sunshine Express and Junior Junction and all the how that all came about and how it was all structured and is it really important and is this is really valuable and should I give more because of something like that? Anyone that would even ask that question has missed a great calling in their life because that's what I want for our kids. I want our kids to have and dream big. All those children that went out of here a few moments ago and all of them that come through our doors, I want them to dream big and I want them to dream so big I want to paint a picture as a minister and, and, and as a staff. We want to paint a picture so big and so giant, so awesome, that when they run into struggles along their way as they grow up like we have, and they will, they will face many of those struggles that we have, but I want them to have the first thought, Jesus comes to mind. And it's just like, whoosh, Jesus because he's bigger than all the problems that I might go through or any of us might face. give me an amen. All of us, all of us in this life can as I mentioned, Callie there, her family and her uncle's here today, and Anne, we, we're thankful that they're here today, I think just the uncles here today, and we're thankful for that and the impact there. You know the person that's impacted your life. You know those in, people that have impacted your life spiritually speaking, don't you? All of us can name at least one, if not a dozen. Anybody out there besides me? Some of you have never been impacted spiritually? I mean, somebody needs to do this. If nobody's impacted you spiritually, you may need to open your heart and open your eyes to those even in this room. When I was a little boy growing up, and I've told you all my stories, in 26 years, my stories, you know, they don't change. And so you might say, well, that's that story he told before, and he was four inches taller than he is now, or something, I don't know. But when I was just a little boy, went to a church about, probably seven to about 11 or so, we went to a church in Utica, Michigan, and there in Utica is a big, beautiful church. I mean, the, the ceilings were unbelievable, and I remember counting all the slats on the ceiling and not paying a whole lot of attention, but... But nonetheless, during those times, back in the day, you know, you kind of sat with your family. and When you were a teenager, you could sit two pews away. But it had to be in the front of the mom and dad. And, and then at, at the end of the service, we would always march out with our families. Anybody out there relate with that? You always went out with mom and dad. If you were a little, little kid, you knew you all walked out with them. Mom always told me, now, when we go by the preacher, make sure you say something Good. Like a seven-year-old, eight-year-old is going to know something good about the preacher's lesson. But nonetheless, we, we go by, and they would always say, his name was Brother Ernie Sanderson. And it, it, we, they would always shake his hand and say, oh, it's a good job, or come over to our house and for fried chicken after church, and we'd love to have you sometime, great. And I always, always look up, and I knew I had to say something, and he always wore this little tie clip. Same one all the time, and he put it on, and, and it was always there, and, and I always look up, and I'd say something like, brilliant, I would say, I like your tie clip. <laughs> and he would always say, oh, that's a good boy, yeah, whatever, and get out, out of here. He's a big, tall man, that's what I know, but everybody is tall to me. So he was a big, tall guy, but I remember one day in that foyer and you, and I can see it right now in my mind's eye, and I'll never forget, he knelt down, He looked me directly in the eye. And I love when an adult does that to a kid. And never think that it goes unnoticed by God. And he looked at me and he simply slipped that little tie clip off and slipped it onto my tie because we had to wear ties back then. And he slipped it on there and he said, there you go, now it's yours. I can't recall one thing that he preached on. but he made a powerful spiritual impact in my life. Brother Ernie Sanderson, flying with the angels now, I'm sure, confident of, thankful. Question, who will we impact for Christ? Just a little nudge, just a little swing, just a little push, just a little encouragement, just a little impact. We are all helpless, Scripture says, but just the right time, Christ died for us. Honestly, I think that if there ever was a time for a world needing an impact for Christ, it is now. Impact deliverers. I have a message. I was looking over different things. And, you know, when you preach this long, you're going to use different stories in different places and different messages and read books and pull things out and do those things. There's only one original sermon, and that's the Sermon on the Mount by Jesus himself. And so you pull these things, and I looked up the one that I had uh, several years ago now. It's called Impact Deliverers. That's what we're called to be. I thought, wow, that's got to be a great message. And I read over it, and I was like, man, i got to rewrite that thing. So what does a person that impacts others really look like? So here's where we take the twist a little bit. This is the one that you know for sure That this happens in other people's lives. This really goes along with the question that Jim asked in class if you were there. In other words, here's the way it happens, and here's the way you will know if you are one. Really? Yep. So let's go through them real quick. Number one, the reliable. The reliability of these people are just unbelievable. And for you as a Christian that wants to make an impact in the world or to someone else, you too have to be who you are all the time. Through and through, doesn't matter. These individuals in your lives are consistent. They're steady. They're rock steady in class. Someone said that. They're just solid. Not here today and gone tomorrow, flashes in the pan. Oh, no, no, no. You want to impact others for Christ, just stick with it. That stick-to-itiveness we might say, they're reliable, aren't they? You know that person that you're thinking of right now, they're reliable. Boy, they've been really reliable. Yeah, they have. Steady, rock steady. You bet. Our daughter Autumn and her husband have five children. They went on a great adventure this week from Colorado to back to St. Louis on vacation Their van broke down, they spent about $5,000 to get it fixed, and all seven of them were in a a single room at the motel for almost four days, three and a half days. Now, wouldn't you like to be in a fly on a wall there? But they finally made it home, and they're thankful for that, but this is my point here. They have five children, three together, and Brian has two from his first marriage, those of you that have dealt with that sort of thing realize that it can be challenging, challenging, especially when the ex is not a Christian or does not impart those Christian values into those children when they are with them. But Don and I have always encouraged Brian, a good man of God, and we're thankful for that. But we always have encouraged them That when they have them, which was over half of the time, years ago now, half of the time, to continue to do what is right in the sight of God. You just continue to do what is right when you have those children. No matter what's on the other side, you continue to be uh, rock steady and all of that. Stick with it. And so we've encouraged them. And we always told them because as these little girls grow up, it's been amazing because we've had them since Lily was just a baby. And in that process, we said as they grow up, they will come to understand, we believe, and declare in the Lord what and who has made it right, but who has made the right impact in their life. They will discover that. And lo and behold, they are now seeing that come to pass, and we praise God for it. All because, all because of their consistency, another word used in the class. Jesus said in Luke number 9, he simply said what? No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service of the kingdom of God. We look at this real deep, but it can be surfaced as well in our lives. He's saying, if you're going forward, then look forward. Do what you're called to do and keep on doing it. You cannot plow straight rolls if you keep looking back. These people that impact our lives are consistent. The question becomes, then, are you? Number two, they're genuine. The genuineness of these people are just wonderful. They are like jawbreakers. They are not gumballs. I may not mean much to you, but it does to me. When I was a little boy, again, growing up in Michigan, it was three miles to our candy store. We lived out in the country. It was three miles, and we were always given permission, even though it was, uh, there was a little blacktop road. You can ride your bike to the, to the store, no problem. And so we knew it was a six-mile round trip to get some candy. And if you had a dime in your pocket or a quarter, man, you were, you get a whole bag of candy. Anybody relate with that? Huh? And now, what is a Snickers bar? It's like $30 or something. <laughs> but nonetheless, we would, we would ride down there to the store. Now, a gumball, you know what happened? a gumball. A gumball is round, and you bite into it, and it kind of squishes out. And it just, you just chew it up. But by the, you listen, three miles ride home, that flavor's already gone. That's what you do. But, uh, what did I say? Now I just want to make sure you're listening. You thought I forgot, didn't you? The jawbreaker now, that was something different. you get one of those big jawbreakers for a, a nickel sometimes. And man, that thing would last all day long, seemingly. Solid all the way through. Genuine all the way through, no matter what. Hands down, people that impact our lives. It's there every time. The genuineness of those people. Oh, they're not perfect, but they're not hypocrites. Full-out Hypocrites. Because we all know one, don't we? Sure we do. They are true to the core, that scratch and sniff. You see those little uh, little scratch and sniff symbols? Yeah, I, I, I just have to tell you, when I see one, I just have to scratch that thing. Anybody besides me? I was picking a card out for Mitchell the other day for his birthday, and I, did, I didn't get it, and there was a reason why. Um... Anyway, I was looking at this, and it was a really neat card. I thought it was, and it said something about encouragement and blah, blah, blah. And then it said something about cheese, like smile, cheese, and it had a scratch and sniff thing. I scratched it all the way. It was like Limburger cheese. I'm serious. It took like 10 minutes for it to go off my finger. You know what I'm saying? And in that process, though, but a scratch and sniff, that's what we are to be as Christians they can scratch us and sniff us all they want. And what they're going to get is Jesus all the way through. Genuine. Genuine. So when someone scratches and sniffs you, what do they smell? It's the question, I guess, huh? <laughs> People, in fact, others are real to the core. They're not plastic cover-ups. I was going to say something about uh, um, plastic seat covers. Anybody remember those in the day? The millennials have no clue. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, we, we ordered these plastic seat covers when I was a kid, and I had no clue why. Is you put these things on, these little bubbly things, it's all plastic, and it's got bubbles in it. And you slid into the car, it was 150 degrees, no air conditioning, and this thing just melted you, right? People that impact our lives, they're solid. They're not make-believe. They're the real thing. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 5, let your yes be yes and your no be no. What does that mean? When you start out with yes, let it be yes all the way through. If it's no, then let it be no all the way through. Why? Because then people will know that you're genuine and you're sticking to what God has said in your word. What's happened is the world has impacted us too much. And so what we're doing is we're letting the world dictate how and what we believe. If it's wrong in the eyes of God, it's wrong no matter how many people say it's right. We have to know that. And people that impact our lives, my life, and yours as well, they're authentic. The question is, are you? Thirdly, thoughtfulness. Or in other words, there's unselfishness. I love to watch a person that's unselfish. That's a beautiful thing to see, isn't it? They just give. They're unselfish. You know one right now. It's coming to your mind right now. Who is that person? You know exactly who it is. Maybe it's a grandma or a grandpa. or Maybe it was an aunt or an uncle. Or maybe it was your, your, your spouse. Maybe, maybe it's somebody that you know. and Maybe it's even a child. Hands down, it's there every time. Those that impact our lives, their thoughtfulness is connected. Those impact us the most, watch out for themselves the least. Jesus was willing to give up heaven so that you and I might have heaven thoughtfulness oh yes obedient all the way to the cross scripture says in mark chapter 10 it says for even the son of man did not come to be served you would think the king of kings would come to be served he would be the lion that would walk through and says who is the greatest but it wasn't he came to serve let me pull up a basin of water and wash your feet peter said oh no 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 you're too good for that and jesus said if you don't let me wash my, your feet, you're not even going to be in the kingdom. And Peter comes back and says, basically what? Give me a bath, Lord. He came to serve. And then it says there, and to give his life as a ransom for many. When I look at that, for the ransom for many... When I look at that, I often think of like this, and I sometimes in counseling I'll talk about that, especially if a person's on the borderline of becoming a Christian or not. They're really, they're, they're kind of weighing that. They, they know the word. So I'll use it something like this. Did you know that you've been kidnapped? If someone in your family was kidnapped, your heart's desire would be to get them back no matter what the ransom is. And you see, a thing called sin, Satan connecting it to sin, has now kidnapped the world. And God said, I ain't having none of that. I am sending a ransom to buy back any and all people. And those of us that are Christians, that's all we've done is we've just accepted the payment that was made on our behalf. And all other people, even those that have heard the story, that haven't accepted it, they're still allowing themselves to be held captive. And the ransom has already been paid. Are you a Christian? If you're not a Christian, you've been kidnapped. And you're held captive by sin. But I want you to know today that there's been a ransom that's been paid and it's been paid in full and you can come home. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? In these individuals, the thoughtfulness, they reach out to us and impact our lives. They're concerned about us. Their least used words are I, me, my, and mine. When people use that all the time, it's me, me, I, I, then you know where their interest is. These people that influence our lives and impact us the most are unselfish. The question is, are we? And finally, they're diligent. The relentless determination, they spend themselves. You see how all these just melt into each other? They refuse to quit no matter what. They would never dare ask others to help until they have dug a ditch themselves. You know, our society wants today more than any... Or one of the things our society likes today is to delegate. I'm the boss, so you go do it. And then they get a boss, and they go do it. What was that one about the little boy? I'm trying my best to think of it. What is it? Oh, yeah, a guy hired him to mow the lawn for ten dollars about 30 minutes later he looked outside and that little boy was sitting under a tree so he walks out there and another guy another kid was mowing the lawn and he thought no that's strange i paid that kid to mow my lawn so he went out there and he says what are you doing and he said i'm just relaxing he said well why that kid mowing the lawn he said well i hired him he said, You hired him to mow the lawn? I hired you to mow the lawn. He said, Well, I paid you $10. What are you paying him? And he said, I paid him $15. He said, Why would you pay him $15? He said, It's worth $5 for me to be the boss. Everybody wants to be the boss. Everybody wants to delegate things, but a person that has impacted your life, I guarantee you, they've rolled up their sleeves and they're in it hip deep and they're doing their best and they're saying, can you join me? If not, I'm going to keep on digging. That's those people. Jesus didn't quit when he died on the cross. That's what the Pharisees thought, the religious leaders at the time. It's done, it's finished, let's go back to doing what we're doing. And Jesus said, it is finished but there was an echo coming from the heavens because Jesus has already declared it. If you remember, what was it? I'm just getting started. Because in three days, notice what the scripture says, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men. See, because the sinful men thought that they could put an end to their guilt. Be crucified. He's done. And on the third day, be raised again. Give me an Amen. Actually, these people that impact our lives, they are like pioneers, and think about that often. The pioneers and, uh, that, that crossed this great country of ours back in the day, resilient and rugged and just there no matter what. Paul said, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. He gave himself, sold out for Christ, we might say sometimes. These people that impact our lives are determined people. The question is, are we determined? make an impact in the world around us so here it is last few sentences do you want to make a spiritual impact on somebody in life do you really want to if you're not a Christian I would tell you this allow God to have an impact in your life today and watch the impact that you have on someone tomorrow that's why he saves us he loves us of course but He saved us so that we might be in His kingdom to display His power of who He is and to impact the world in which we live. Let Him impact you, all of us as Christians, with His love, His mercy, His grace, and His forgiveness. And then allow Him to continue to impact you on a daily basis with His Spirit and His Word. For if you do, I promise you, When it's all said and done, and you're old and gray, and you look back, you'll know, you'll know, you'll know that you made an impact for Him. Maybe today you have a prayer request. Maybe today you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe today you want to be like Callie and you want to just surrender that and give your life to Him and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. God stands ready if you stand willing. Whatever your need might be, you come together as we stand and sing.